0: coast this is betting across america with mike pritchard and josh applebaum on VSense, the sports betting network
1: good afternoon everybody and welcome into the program it is betting across america and we are presented by betmgm i'm mike pritchard i'm your host from las vegas i'm one half of the hosting team the other half of the hosting team is out in boston is josh applebaum good afternoon josh
2: Good afternoon, Pritch. Great to be with you. Uh, I apologize for our Florida Gators last night <laughs> on behalf of all Gators Nation, Pritch. Uh, a game where they couldn't find uh, you know, the, the broad side of a barn here shooting the ball. So we're going to throw that one away. Got a big college hoops uh, slate today. Uh, huge NHL slate as well. To me, it's a big hockey and college basketball day. But we got to talk about these lines that are moving for wildcard weekend. We got some really interesting bet first dollar splits. Maybe, Pritch, you have an inside angle on who the next coach will be. I found some of these numbers fascinating. Mm-hmm. A couple guys you wouldn't expect getting a lot of low bets bets higher dollars, bet discrepancies to take over for some of these teams. So should be a great day. And by the way, it's not only Gamble and Lou Day. I heard a rumor Gamble and Lou is in studio. So get ready to bring the heat print. You're going to get – you might get set on fire here with Gamble and Lou's plays.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I cannot wait for that appearance. Uh, Gamble and Lou, Lou Finnecaro is going to be in studio with us, uh, get his thoughts on the National Football League. Also, because he's an MMA analyst as well, Uh, a fight card coming up here in Las Vegas, get his thoughts on that as well. Uh, More scouting reports too to get to, Josh. But let's start – uh, with this market, because there's so many betting markets out there, right? And you just alluded to it. Uh, the next head coaches, uh, that betting market right now. So we got six vacancies uh, to fill in, fill in the National Football League. Uh, Basachi is an interim. Uh, but we have six. But let's start with the Giants. Like, who's going to be the next head coach of the Giants? And and here's the odds for it. You got Day he's plus 350. Peterson, plus 400. Flores, who I mentioned yesterday, I think would be outstanding up there, uh, plus 500, Eric Bienemy, six hundred, 600, uh, Harbaugh, Jim, plus 700, and then Leftwich at plus 700. So here's what's needed. Well, here's the situation with the Giants, and then let's get to what's needed. The Giants are going to have two first-round draft choices in this year's draft inside the top ten. Uh, but their cap, they're over the cap, even with the adjusted cap getting up to 211 million next year or this year, uh, once the new league year starts, Josh, they're still over the cap. So they got work to do right there. They have zero culture. Uh, and then they have a ma- uh, an owner that's lost confidence uh, because you thought he hit rock bottom. He hasn't hit rock bottom yet. So this is a big job here for the next head coach. Uh, so let, Let's let's um, give your thoughts on this, Josh. Like, who who fits the bill in terms of the Giants moving forward as head coach? So I'll tell you this,
2: there's actually some people talking in Boston Sports Radio. Would Belichick be interested at all in going back to the Giants and becoming a head coach? Obviously, a big long shot there, but if we kind of stick to what the really the odds are telling us and really the percentages are telling us, us, Pritch, because I think as betters we're all excited for wildcard weekend and the Super Bowl, but remember, these markets are open and really you can take advantage and make some money. I look at these markets as kind of bankroll builders, like supplementary plays that uh, if you can pick and choose and pick your spots, you can kind of solidify or pad your bankroll a bit. So let's take look at uh, one guy in particular I think that jumps out Brian Dayball he's the favorite right now plus 350 and he's got a really good low bets higher dollar split the other thing about these markets pitch is they just came out here so if you see a huge discrepancy like Dayball getting 30% of bets but 70% of money that tells me that really everyone betting Dayball in this prop maybe has some inside information, inside knowledge. That's just a huge 40% discrepancy where it's telling me those are bigger wagers coming in on day ball. On the flip side, you look at um, you know both Flores and Harbaugh, they're getting a large share of betting, but a much smaller share of money. So to me, that tells me it's more of a public bet, like uh, Flores being a hot name in general for a bunch of different spots. He's actually the favorite to take over for the Bears. But look at Harbaugh, you heard Ross when he uh, you know talked about Firing Flores say, uh, you know, Harbaugh's not on our list. Could Harbaugh be on the Giants list? But he's getting 15% of bets, but only 5% of money. So really, when I'm looking at this Pritch, I think Dayball is the place based on these percentages, taking in smart money. And I think what you said about those two high draft picks, if you're going to, you know, reset the stage here in the Giants and have a complete makeover with those two high picks, what if you take a guy like Kenny Pickett or a Corral at quarterback? Then you'd maybe get an offensive lineman. Dayball's a guy who's been under Saban, under Belichick, done a great, great job here. Uh, with the Buffalo Bills, could he be an offensive-minded guy that you start off with, uh, again, a whole clean slate with a new rookie quarterback and offensive
1: lineman? To me, Dayball's the guy here for the Giants. Well, you look at the top of the list, uh, the odds leader right there. I mean, it's an interesting name, Josh, but this job I think is bigger than Dayball because <laughs> they they have cap issues. They're going to have to hire a GM. The GM's going to have to like Dayball that way too. Uh, then also have credibility uh, for this type of job in that market. Um, we're talking about restructuring contracts or, in fact, uh, hitting it out the park with the draft coming up, too. But then also bringing a culture, bringing structure. There's no structure out there right now for this football team. So Dable, the first-time head coach that way, with the GM tasked with that kind of a job, that's a, that's a big job. Now, if you look at other coaches with experience, you got Flores up there. Uh, You mentioned Belichick going back to New York. Well, okay, then you have a guy that's kind of like Belichick, but different than Judge (laughs) with Brian Flores at plus 500. Maybe no taste for Flores. But then look at Jim Harbaugh. You want to talk about a guy who has instant credibility. He has won everywhere he's been, from the college ranks to the pro ranks, back to college. Uh, And you want to talk about structure and credibility and, and, and foundation. I mean, look at his brother, too. So that Harbaugh name is intriguing to me at plus 700.
2: Yeah, it really is just on the surface. My only issue is, you know, why aren't you seeing a bigger bet first dollar discrepancy toward mm-hmm. Harbaugh getting 15% of tickets, but only 5% of money. That seems to me like all these Harbaugh wagers to take over the Giants coming in on this prop bet are really $5, you know, $10, $20, basically, you know, recreational bets here in general. But uh, this is a fluid market. It is new. Maybe we start start to see this even out. And Pritch, even though Dayball to me has got that great low bets, higher dollar bet split, my question is with uh, with Mara, you know, and Mara, wh- what's he going to do? Is he like biased against Patriots guys? Like you just took a Patriots guy with Joe Judge. We all know how that worked out. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go to another Patriots guy with Dayball? I know, he, you know, he's been since on, on the Bills here, but yeah. uh, does he have an anti-Patriots thing? Like, let's just, don't give me a Patriots guy. I don't want a Patriots guy. That's something to maybe look out for. And again, they want their GM first. So maybe in this market, you have a couple names on your list and then let's wait for the GM to be named. And mm-hmm. then maybe like with Michael Lombardi always talking about your GMs have specific guys they like. So right. maybe that's a tea leaf. Once you get the GM, we'll have a better
1: understanding of what kind of coach that GM wants to hire. Real quick, the most successful Patriots guy outside of Bill Belichick. Ooh, As a head coach. that's a
2: uh, not many, Pritch. Man, genius at, at one point, but he <laughs> fell on his face. I don't know. That's a good question. I would say maybe Flores, even
1: though he got fired, uh, he is 19-14 his last two years. Yeah, how about that? I mean, that's something to ponder, too, when you think about these uh, head coaches coming up here. Uh, let's get to the scouting report. We teased it yesterday to Dallas Cowboys. Deep dive into the Cowboys, Josh uh as they take on uh the 49ers i mean very very interesting game here because of the familiarity in terms of the history and the playoffs between these these two franchises but then also the history of quinn on shanahan we'll get to that but the strength uh, of the dallas cowboys obviously is scoring i mean offensively but defensively as well Uh, when you're talking about putting up uh, five pick sixes. Uh, for touchdowns Uh, and then also you combine that too with the ability to scoop and score Uh, we've seen that all over the place 530 points that's the most in the National Football League this year for the Cowboys offensively and defensively Uh, the weaknesses the the penalties so going through the tape and looking at the games the Cowboys can move the football against anybody but it's just those ridiculous penalties that occur in the worst moments. Like if you're on a drive, you're in the red zone, all of a sudden you're out of the red zone, all of a sudden down in distance situations go against you too. So that's a lot, to me, that was a lot of the reason why the Dallas Cowboys stalled offensively. And then on the defensive side of the ball too, keeping drives alive, giving the opponents other opportunities too. The Cowboys needed to clean that up big time. Uh, for the playoffs coming up. And then the X-Factor, to me, Micah Parsons, he was drafted because of the impact of Devin White last year. When you have that type of speed on the field defensively for you, you are a disruptor. Go to the football. I don't care where it is. Just go to the football and be disruptive. So there's your brief scouting report right there. We'll deep dive into Quinn and Shanahan, but your quick thoughts on the Cowboys here, Josh.
2: So my quick thoughts just in terms of this upcoming against San Fran is you're really starting to see a a situation where does this line get to three and a half? A lot of these books open, you know, Dallas Cowboys laying three early in the week. And this is why kind of when you're looking at line movement, don't make a a split, you know, split second decision just early in the week. Like let's let the bets build up. Let's let more information and more bets come in because early on it looked like Dallas may fall from three down to two and a half, Uh, but it never got there. And over the last couple days, a lot of juice has been going Dallas's way, but the odds makers will not go to three and a half with the hook. That's very meaningful to me because it kind of tells you you know, slight majority of bets here on Dallas and they're minus 3, minus 115, but the books don't want to hand out that hook. tells me that they're really more concerned with kind of respected money grabbing the hook there with the 49ers. So I'm in the boat of just waiting this thing out, Pritch. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of a dog guy in general, and when it comes to the playoffs, I'm really going to be on uh, dogs more often than not. We know they tick up to around 55% against the spread the last decade, but I'm waiting on the hook. I think it's really important. If this thing gets minus 3, minus 115, minus 120, minus 125 and then you see the hook there it may not last it could just be out there for a split second and come back down but I'd be looking at the hook with San Fran and I also think um, you know this is a bet against Dallas because they've just been so great at covering and when you see a team like this 13 and 4 against the spread mm. people who have bet Dallas all year long have made a lot of money so therefore uh, some regression I think is that as in play especially in a big game like this where people are just going to load up on Dallas at home at a short number but a lot of reasons to like the 49ers especially with the hook if I can't get the hook I'll take the three but if you look at Shannon <laughs> Shanahan has a dog Pritch, uh, 58% ATS in his career. Playoff dogs against teams who missed the playoff last year,
1: 66% ATS last decade. So I'm holding out for the three and a half year. I'm going I'm to be on the 49ers. I wonder if the books will give you that hook, though, Josh, because I, I think they're in tune with this matchup for sure. Uh, it's going to be intriguing between Quinn uh, and Shanahan. Shanahan got out of his contract with Cleveland to hook up with uh, Quinn. Uh, certainly wanting to uh, be a better coordinator with the fact that you have these single high safeties in the, the scheme that Quinn runs. And he wanted to get more familiar with that. Hiring Robert Sala as his defensive coordinator, who was with Quinn up there in Seattle, too. So it gets interesting how, as a student of the game, as Shanahan is, he wanted to learn more about the scheme that Quinn's going to run against him in his playoff matchup. So that's very, very intriguing to me. v has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all-new big game, big dance special provides all access to everything we do from now through April 5th. For only $69, here's what you get. You get our daily best bet emails, full access to vcin.com, which includes 24-7 video access and our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game right there on vcin.com and the upcoming Big Game and College Hoops betting guides. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of the best deals of the year. Go to vcin.com slash big deal and sign up today. Coming up on the program, Lou Finnecaro in studio. He's next. NFL play, playoff season is here and it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your straight issued ID and open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the program. Is Betting Across America, Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. And Josh, uh, I guess the head coaching market is fluid. <laughs> we just went over it and got news about Cully being out down there with the Houston Texans.
2: Yeah, it's obviously big breaking news affects this prop market, so now you can add another (laughs) uh, vacancy here with the Houston Texans, and uh, a couple things come to mind. Number one, what did you expect out of Cully going in? Like, I thought he did a a pretty good job toward the end of the year. They were a competitive team. all You know, he had a terrible record, Mm -hmm. but uh, with what he had, I thought Cully did a pretty good job. Also, you know, when he hired these new coaches, Pritch, shouldn't you get at least a couple years to kind of show who you are? I just think that's kind of a quick, very reactionary move from the Texans. What comes to mind to me now is Nick Casario, GM there, former Patriots guy? Does he look at a Patriots guy like Flores or a former Pats guy like Dayball? Uh, also, what does this mean for Deshaun Watson? Uh, I heard a rumor or you know saw on Twitter that his legal situation may finally come to an end or a resolution somewhat soon. Does that open up a trade to the Dolphins mm-hmm. or a different team? Uh, it's crazy, Pritch. Just when you think, like yeah, everything's just, you know, you know what you're going on, but then like something huge like this happens. And again, poor Cully, again, I just thought he didn't do that bad of a job with a terrible uh, roster there.
1: All right. We'll stay uh, tuned uh, with that. Uh, Lufin and Carlos in studio with us let's welcome in into the program v mma analyst also about business podcast point spread weekly contributor as well lou how are you
4: i'm doing great great to be here in person mike as well josh i miss you but uh, one of these days our trips <laughs> will
1: collide uh, i'm looking forward to that lou it's great to see you in the flesh yeah, absolutely. Great to have you. We got a MMA card coming up this week. I mean, new year. Excited about that as well.
4: Finally, it's been a month since we've uh, last been able to uh, handicap fights, and mm-hmm. I'm ready to go. Uh, the card is really lacking on name, brand uh, recognition, but the main event is a compelling fight at 145 pounds between a guy named Calvin Cater, fights out of Boston. Mm-hmm. Real strong, structured striker, aggressive. He wants to control the center of the octagon and push his opponent back. The opponent, a Georgian fighter, Giga Chikadze, was born with a father that was a kickboxer. He's a gifted, fluid kickboxer. Long, lanky, fast, precision striker who can also play on the ground. This is going to be a really, really excellent fight.
2: Lou, I'm excited I looked at your card and the games you wanted to talk about today, and we over, overlap on quite a few plays here, kind of thinking about hopefully these dogs barking. We've seen in the past, dogs cover numbers at about a 3 or 4% higher rate in the playoffs than you do in the regular season. So let's just go through your plays. First one, uh, Patriots Bills. What was notable to me here, uh, Lou, is kind of the fact that, you know, you open some of these books, Buffalo laying 4.5. We did see it get down to 4. And I don't know if it gets to 3.5, but a couple shops that I respect are kind of juicing up the New England side. You also saw the injury Report: Bills are completely healthy. Patriots do have some injuries here, but yet that hasn't really affected the buyback on the Bills. So uh, you look at these matchups in the division. Typically, these divisional dogs for the third time cover the number at a pretty high rate. What's your thinking here, Lou? Is Patriots plus four a worthwhile bet this wildcard weekend?
4: I be- I believe it is, and and uh, just like. I handicap fighting in the NFL. What I'm trying to do is project the outcome of this of this game, and so uh, I'll look at the trends, but only as a contributing factor. To me, this game has familiarity, division foes, two great coaches, and an advantage at Buffalo with quarterback. Perhaps, but advantage, I think, in pace of play and head coach with Belichick. So this is gonna be a tight game, I believe. The weather's not as bad as people thought. Not only do I like the Patriots plus the four points, I think that's just too many points. I also like the under in the game more because if you do like the Patriots, you're going to have to have a pace, a game that's slow and involves a lot of ball control.
1: Lou, one of our expert handicappers here at the network, again, mentioned him, MMA analyst, but he's also expert handicapper in all sports. But, uh, you know, w- Lou, thinking about this game, too, and thinking about you in terms of not primarily being a dog better, but you look at that side uh, a lot of the times. And, and so now that we're in the playoffs, we're getting these dogs that are really good dogs, though. right? And so Belichick <laughs> with four points is attractive. It, it is attractive. But
4: also let me mention this, and, and this is a famous stat that uh, Gil likes to use on his show, Gil Alexander, and that is in the a wild card round, point spread comes into effect 17% of the time. Mm. That means 83% of the time, pick, pick the winner. So if you're going to take the Patriots like I'm going to do, do not forget a little money line on and I that goes for any of the other dogs on the cart. I think it's a really good point, Lou. And again, that's really you know uh, been been seen in the past to be true where
2: really uh, throw away the spread. Whoever wins covers usually too. So just something to think about if you want to sprinkle a little money line on some of these dogs. But uh, next dog up, Lou, San Fran and Dallas. Pritch and I were just talking about this one. Obviously Dallas was great covering numbers in the regular season. Best team in the NFL, 13 and 4 ATS. But this game has been pretty much on three. It's juiced up toward Dallas. Personally, I'm trying to get a hook with San Francisco. But how do you cap this game, uh, Lou? Is it, is it another dog bet where are you looking toward the points here
4: it ha- it has to be for me i believe that the fact that the coach and the quarterback for san francisco have not only been to the playoffs but recently a super bowl together trump the quarterback and the head coach for dallas well i know that dallas can score you know efficiently I think it's the 49er attrition, the attack, the physical run game, and the way they play defense. That could wear on the Cowboys in the second half of this football game. It's, it's going to be a compelling match between two high-octane teams, both with momentum, although Dallas tends to pull a hammy one way or another by shooting themselves in the foot offensively and knowing that i lean to san francisco and i will say this to me the winner of this game really is a threat to be able to go to green bay and represent the nfc in the super bowl
1: yeah i like the 49ers here too just from a matchup standpoint and they're playing great ball uh but then on the other side with the cowboys and i don't know why it feels like this way to me but There are 13 and 4 ATS, and then against the conference, there are 11 and 1 ATS this year, and it's like. This Cowboys team is so explosive, and it's three points to lay here. Pick the winner, right? But uh, I agree with you with what you're saying about the 49ers. I mean, just a, a team that's playing great football right now.
4: Yeah, but I agree with you, Pritch, that don't underestimate momentum yeah. because the, the Super Bowl winner is a team that was 13-4 and four and then continued that run through. Uh, trying to get in front of one of those running trains can be dangerous sometimes. Lou, we got one more dog on your card. So let's
2: go to that Monday night game, Arizona and the Rams, another divisional matchup. This really is kind of the same, almost in a weird way, as that Patriots-Bills game. You both have a road divisional dog. Uh, Both of these spreads are at four. And kind of what you're seeing is, like, will the next move be down to three and a half? Will be back up to four and a half? I'm seeing a lot of shops, you know, some did touch four and a half real quick. And if you jumped on the hook, you got a great number. Came back down to four. But I see a couple that are juiced up toward Arizona, like it may fall even further to three and a half. So what's intriguing is, you know, both matchups this year, uh, the dog won outright. Whoever was getting points in this matchup won the game. Is that the similar thing here, Lou? Are you looking at the points with Arizona? What's your confidence level in Murray? And do you have any, you know, qualms about Stafford here, who's been looked looked really shaky down the stretch?
4: I have qualms about both quarterbacks. And I have qualms about the Arizona coach. It's McVay that's been the the one that has the experience in the Super Bowl, and that's been a common theme, as I'm breaking down all these games. So is the fact that this is a division game, and really uh, to see Arizona teetering on three and a half now—that's early, early, early. I respect that money. What's going to happen on Saturday and Sunday after a few of these games wind? I think it's really important to know don't be betting these games out just yet be patient and let the public become involved on Saturday and on Sunday and see what happens I think that this line could go the Rams way by the time Monday night comes so I'm going to be patient with Arizona that's the team I'm looking for but I want four and a half or more and I don't think it's out of the question to hope for
1: Do you um, entertain teasers
4: Yes, I'm. A, I'm a big teaser player. I I love to play teasers. Yeah. Uh, it provided uh, we stick to the rules for the most part. Um, going through the two and the seven mm-hmm. really makes a lot of sense. Uh, it, it looks like Tampa is a great teaser move this week. I happen to think. Uh, philadelphia because of the injuries and lack of continuity on tampa bay that might be danger i think the the books are going to need philly and i think philly's pretty live this week as well
2: Lou, you did a fantastic job uh, all year, but really down the stretch, isolating a lot of unders. You would really get them early in the week. You know, totals 45. You hit the under 45. It closes 42. Like, that was kind of a constant thing. You made a lot of listeners a lot of money there. But and, real quick, any totals interest you? They're all going up, but there's only two unders that look sharp to me. Philly, Tampa Bay with the wind fell 48 to 46. And also Pittsburgh, Kansas City, that fell 48 to 46 as well.
4: Right, I'm, I'm looking forward to being, you know, going against the grain there. I, I think Buffalo and uh, the Patriots are, is an underplay despite it ticking up a bit. And then I think it's uh, Arizona and LA. I think you're gonna see a lot of defense there. Great to see you. Hey, thanks so much for having me
1: in, my Absolutely, it's our pleasure to have the great Lou Finnecaro in studio. Thanks, Absolutely. Lou. Uh, when we continue with the program, we're gonna get back to some more scouting reports. It's coming up next.
0: across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on v the sports betting network.
1: This segment of betting across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus and many more. Each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find a satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the program. It's betting across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. So, this coaching market, Josh. We were just talking about the Giants, right? And okay, Dayball leading the way with the odds for the Giants. We're going to go through every situation when it comes to coaches in the coaches market when, when we can bet on this. But it changes a little bit with the fact that Cully is now out. With the Texans. Now, John McClain, we've had him on the program before, a longtime columnist, a legend within the NFL, uh, thought it would be an injustice if Cully was fired after one year, basically what you just talked about. But you know Casario, I think. I mean, what do you think he's thinking down there in Houston?
2: yeah I don't know I think this is just kind of a tough situation and you know John McClain who we've had on the show you know his word is gold really he's mm-hmm. one of the most dialed in people in the NFL so uh, I just quickly looked at Twitter during our break and Twitter is all going nuts about uh, how can you fire Cully everyone's right. saying you had an expansion roster and you went into the year knowing you wouldn't have Watson and you had to start a rookie quarterback and Tyrod Taylor got hurt uh, and really you, you fired that guy who got you four wins like that's really kind of uh, a questionable play there so I don't know maybe Casario has someone in mind does he go to a Patriots guy I'll throw this out there Josh McDaniels you haven't heard anything about Josh McDaniels recently Uh, obviously he rubbed people the wrong way when he almost took the Colts job he was on the tarmac he turned around and came back to New England so you haven't heard his name he really isn't listed on a lot of these prop bets. but Casario is tight with McDaniels would you want to bring in McDaniels and maybe uh, either you stick with Davis Mills or you draft a high QB I don't know but that's a name that comes to mind that no one's talking about I just think Pritch Cully did a great job there with what he had you fire the guy
1: like that, it, that just rubs me the wrong way. Well, that, that's your guy. though. That's, that's Casario. I mean, that's, there's a lot of reasons why they're dysfunctional, uh, and they remain to be dysfunctional down there with that franchise. Somebody's got to get it right uh, eventually. Uh, if you follow John McClain on Twitter, uh, his opinions are always strong, like you mentioned. Uh, and then, okay, Deshaun Watson, is this a move because you want to save the relationship with Deshaun Watson? I, according to McLean, that's gone. Uh, Deshaun wants out of there in a big way.
2: Yeah, and again, we're kind of waiting on the whole legal situation to resolve itself. So, obviously, a lot of teams are reluctant to, you know, make a huge trade, which would require require multiple first-round picks mm-hmm. uh, to bring in Watson. Obviously, he's been tied to the uh, Miami Dolphins here. Other teams are, I'm sure, uh, you know, you know, hitting the door saying, let's we want Deshaun. So, once that takes place, I think you're going to see some movement there. It's just with the Texans, I just, what did you expect of the guy? He got the right. most out of that roster, then you let him go. I'm just not a big fan of that. What move. do you
1: think the market does with these uh, coaching candidates and the odds uh, we, we looked at the ticket percentage for Dayball to the Giants, 30 uh, percent handle, 70 percent, though, uh, for him to be the next coach out there in New York.
2: Yeah, that's really a name that we're going to have to monitor. I want to see if this, you know, Houston opening causes any shockwaves across the market. And you're really looking at a couple of coaches that are high on the list of multiple teams. So Mm -hmm. like uh, Brian Flores, you know, favorite right now to go uh, to the Chicago Bears. Dayball's name has been thrown out there. You also have Byron Leftwich, maybe going back to uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars where he was the quarterback. So we'll see how this thing plays out. But uh, another opening, another prop bet market we can bet on, Pretch. I yeah. guess that's the uh, the silver lining here.
1: Well, I don't know if the job got more attractive or not. I mean, still got the Giants, uh, you know, depending on who you talk to, it could be an attractive job. I mean, a two top ten picks so uh, in this year's draft, I think, has to be highly appeal- appealing. Uh, Though Houston Texans, they have a lot of work to do, not only with personnel, but with picks as well. Let's get to our scouting report uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, the strength of this football team, I believe, is T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward, the combination of those two guys. Uh, Hayward can stop the run, stuff the run, which helps Watt off the edge. Now the Steelers, they don't have a complement to Watt on the other side, which has been a problem for their defense. Uh, and then also the weakness of the defense is the fact that it, they're the Steelers. The Steelers are doing the same thing that they've always done with this franchise. They just don't have their rosters. So in other words, the weakness – is that they haven't changed. There's still 3-4 defense. There's still a Blitzburg. Uh, You know when it's coming. If you can time it up, you know the tendencies, and you know their schemes. But the problem with the Steelers is the roster just isn't as strong as it was in the 70s when they had all those Hall of Famers or even in the 90s when they had great players, even in the 2000s as well. So uh, they're running the same scheme, but everybody knows what you're doing, but you're depleted with talent. That's a big problem. And then the X factor is Big Ben. Uh, I, I say he's the X factor because the Steelers won nine games this year. Big Ben had seven game winning drives. So you talk about uh, pulling a rabbit out of the hat at times for Big Ben. Certainly uh, he's going to have to be on his game uh, to, to help the Steelers stay in this one.
2: Yeah, and again, you may get actually some good injury news for the Steelers. I did see a tweet that Juju Smith-Schuster could be activated off the IR, so you know maybe bringing another uh, reliable wide receiver for Big Ben. Now, Pritch, this is kind of gives me some excitement here because I see everyone saying hammer the Chiefs, Chiefs are going to kill them. They killed them, you know, 36 to 10 just a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. But I actually kind of like this hazmat play with the Steelers. If you look at a couple of things going on with this game, the line is moving toward Pittsburgh. I think that's kind of been lost on this big public play to just hey, Mahomes is way better. Big Ben is a million years old lay the points. They just beat them out, you know, blew them out by 26 just a couple weeks ago. But this game did open Kansas city lane 13. And even though they're the popular bet, the line is down to 12 and a half. So I think there was a couple bites at the apple from respected money, grabbing the Steelers here. Plus the points, uh, they would match a couple systems dog with a line move in its favor in the playoffs. Very, very meaningful. We've talked all week about how, you know, the playoff market is really, really efficient and it's really kind of tough to move numbers because they're pretty sharp to begin with, but just a line move toward a dog 28 and eight against the spread. the last decade. Um, If you do like Kansas city, this is one thing that worries me kind of crazy. But the last decade, when you're a double digit favorite in the playoffs, you're nine and three ATS. So if you want to lay the points with Kansas city, that would benefit you. But I kind of like kind of the mantra that the Steelers are taking on. They're taking on that. And again, this is kind of laughable on Twitter, but big Ben said, let's just go play and have some fun. No one's given them a chance. I think when you dismiss a team like that outright, to me, you got nothing to lose. Pittsburgh can just uh, go out there and try to play their best game. It may not be enough. Maybe they get rolled, but I kind of like the Steelers here. Plus the points you're seeing this total fall. I'd lean under here as well. Uh, And with nothing to lose and the line is going in your favor. I'll just say this, Pritch, the 07 uh, Super Bowl against the Patriots. Mm -hmm. Giants were plus 12 and a half. I'm not saying Pittsburgh is going to win, but I would grab the points here. I just think maybe you get a backdoor cover.
1: Maybe the Steelers uh, really have nothing to lose so they play a good game. You know what, Josh? I do look at intangibles a lot when it comes Two playoff situations, just the experience factor that I have as a player. Uh, and so the intangibles here for the Steelers. For instance, Big Ben in his comments, you know, he, he looks at the dynamic of his team, and they're a young group, right? A lot of young players. Najee Harris is going to have to have a well of a game, I believe, too, running the football. Uh, he's got to have that. And so, you know, what's happening in that locker is that all these young guys are asking Big Ben, okay, what do we do? You're our guy. You're the Hall of Famer. Show us the way. How are we going to win this game? And, and so Big Ben takes pressure off of it like that, right? So could he get a response? Because they've been disconnected. The youth movement and then Big Ben, the old guy, the dinosaur. They've been disconnected all year long. Can Big Ben kind of unite this football team and get a great effort, a premium effort that's going to be needed just to stay inside this number?
2: Well, I think, you know, in terms of the way that the Steelers had their backs against the wall down the stretch in the regular season, they did go three and one, you know, mm-hmm. you had must-win games that you did win. So all these chances, almost kind of like the Raiders, where the Raiders were, you know, pretty much dogs in every game down the stretch, and they upset uh, a lot of people. There were chances, multiple opportunities for the Steelers to fold or the Raiders to fold, and they didn't. Now, again, can they win this game? Who knows? Probably not. But I just like grabbing the points in this spot, Pritch. And if you look at Tomlin, we can dust off uh, one of our great spots here with Mike Tomlin as a dog, 65 uh percent ats in his career and you're seeing some tweets too like i don't know if it was deontay johnson or one of the players said Mm -hmm. uh don't jump on the bandwagon after we win this game so i kind of like that (laughs) usually i don't like that kind of stuff uh but i just feel like the steelers they're not like a team like quivering in the corner like oh my god we got to play mahomes at arrowhead like they're kind of taking this on as a challenge and no one
1: believes in us and i think those teams can be dangerous i think the cred in the locker room though with the young guys uh, josh when you are leading the league in and game winning drives and you are a hall of famer Maybe this is finally clicking in for these guys. Uh, it's not about those guys. And then also the, the last home game, the moment that Big Ben had out there as a stealer, last home game. Tomlin has a way uh, to, to add that energy, that juice to that locker room, too. So if you can motivate these young guys, eliminate mistakes, the path to success is going to be Najee Harris. We know that. The offensive line has been blocking well or better. Uh, and T.J. Watt is an animal. Uh, And then Hayward, I I think he's going to be a guy that can help stop the run, too. So you're talking about Kansas City leaning on that pass and maybe Blitzberg or whatever they want to do with that secondary can help them stay competitive. And that's all we're looking for when you're talking about catching 12 points. Exactly. We don't really care who's going to win. Just cover
2: that number. To me, obviously, if you're on the Steelers here uh, and you have this great stuff here with Mike Tomlin as a dog, you want to play kind of a lower-scoring game. You want to possess the ball. You don't want to turn it over. You can't make those mistakes. So I think if you're on Pittsburgh, you want like maybe a 24 to 14 type game. I just kind of like what I'm hearing out of Pittsburgh. When when everyone's laughing at you saying you got no shot, they're they're kind of saying we
1: like this challenge. I think that's a big factor. All right, selling down the locker room. I like it from Big Ben. Actually, to be honest <laughs> with you, um, we're going to get to the other side of this game. because we're going to get to the scouting report on the Chiefs. Now, everything we just said, we might throw it out the window because of the (laughs) Chiefs and what they've accomplished this year. That's come up next right here on VSEN, the Esports Betting Network. MGM welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Just place a $10 money line wager on any game. If either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Plus, you will earn M life rewards that can be redeemed for rooms and dining at any MGM resort. Just use bonus code VSEN200 when you make your first bet. BetMGM is a proud, authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSEN200. To win $200 in free bets if the 3 is made in a game you wager on, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-GAMBLER if you feel that you have a gambling problem. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. The breaking news of the day was David Culley. He was out now as the head coach of the Texans. So uh, as the world turns in, NFL head coaching ranks right there. uh, Seven vacancies. Uh, But no vacancy out there with the Kansas City Chiefs as we feature them on our scouting report. Uh, They're incredible. They really are. A lot of people thought they were not going to make it. Back to the playoffs, that was a realistic possibility. But then they corrected themselves along the way. So the strengths for the Chiefs, the balance offensively, and not not from a scheme standpoint. I'm talking about from a personnel standpoint. They have running backs that can catch. They have running backs get, that can run the football. They have receivers that can run the football. Certainly have a tight end that's like a receiver. Uh, so we know their personnel, but they've got to be balanced, uh, and that's been their strength. Because I think when teams want to employ those two high safeties and the soft coverages. Now you can just dump the ball off to the running backs, and Patrick Mahomes has learned that because these guys are weapons. is catching the football out of the backfield. Uh, I think their weakness, too, though, is the fact that they give the ball away. I mean, that is a drive killer, and I'm talking about fumbles. We know that Mahomes can throw his, well, his interceptions are elevated this year, uh, but the fumbles are costly uh, as they were tied with the, uh, the most uh, giveaways here in terms of fumbles with the Jacksonville Jaguars this year. And then the X factor will be the patience of Patrick Mahomes to understand uh, that, okay, I cannot make every play a big play. Uh, I got to be consistent with being patient out there on the field.
2: I think you're totally right here, Pritch, and your, your scouting report is spot on. And I would also add that, you know, with Kansas City, you know, we started the year where they really struggled. They started three and four. But then I think you learned a lot about yourself. You go nine and one down the stretch. You kind of get out all those kind of bad games. I remember, they were turning the ball over left and right. And there was kind of a, an automatic play in the betting community of, you know, Chiefs win but don't cover, bet against them. But they mm-hmm. really kind of grew from that. And I would almost liken that to, you know, we talked about it quite a bit during the Olympics, but the USA men's basketball team who had all those really, really embarrassing losses, to smaller countries early in the tournament, get those out of the way. Then you kind of learn about yourself. You don't take things for granted. You have some perspective. It benefits you down the road a little bit. So I think the Chiefs are in a good spot, Pritch. You know, uh, it's not just this high-scoring offense. Yeah, they are averaging 28 points a game. To me, it's their defense. They're really holding teams down. This was a team that, you know, uh, early in Mahomes' career, they beat you in a shootout, and they can still do that, but they're only giving up 21 points a game. That, to me, is the more impressive spot. And I would say, similar to Tampa Bay, I know it's a Super Bowl hangover, but I think the Chiefs have a Quite a bit of value here, Pritch, to win the Super Bowl at plus five hundred. They're not the favorite. The Packers are. And this is a team that if you get by the Steelers, which again, you're a big favorite in this game, uh, but then you you'll have home field. Maybe you have to go to the Titans. But I, I would, you know, kind of think that at plus five hundred, you have good value similar to the Tampa Bay plus eight fifty in the NFC. I just think we're sleeping on KC. Typically, this is the time of year where everybody's on Mahomes bandwagon. Mm-hmm. I don't really feel that right now. In a way, you're almost buying low on Kansas City.
1: Yeah, you could be. Uh, I mean the X Factor about Mahomes and his patience, so let's get back to that line. Uh, it's 12, right? Uh, when you're talking about 12 and a half, when you're talking about Steelers and uh, the Chiefs here, uh, you just mentioned the defense, Josh. As uh, a hazmat suit wearing better, I mean, <laughs> can you catch the 12 and a half points against what you just said about the Chiefs and that defense?
2: Yeah, and I think if that's the case, and again, to me, it's really pretty. You have to be like, you have to check off every box for me to bet you as yeah. a favorite on Wild wildcard weekend. It's just, again, maybe favorites have a great weekend, but Historically, last decade, you even go back since the year 2000, especially in the wildcard round, these dogs tend to cover numbers quite a bit. So, uh, again, we talked about it earlier, but if you're Pittsburgh, you really can't be giving up more than 26, 27 points. Uh, If you're giving up 30 or more to Kansas City, you're not going to keep up. But if you can keep this thing tighter and the total is falling, that is a good signal there. Uh, Correlative betting, you know, uh, total falling toward Mm -hmm. and with a dog in a double digit spot. Uh, I just think your game plan is, hey, let's keep Casey under 30. You know, we'll we'll take our shot here. But if this becomes a shootout, I think that's a ticket. That's going to kill your ticket or my ticket uh, on Pittsburgh here.
1: Yeah, I want to bring up the weather because maybe that's why the reasons why the total could be where it's at. Uh, And then you look at the the matchup, too, in the trenches. Uh, I think what you said about the Chiefs is correct. I mean, Jones up front, he's a disruptor. I don't, I don't know if the Steelers can even block him. Uh, and then off the edges, wherever they put Ingram and then certainly Clark, too, that's going to be a problem. Uh, there's some speed at linebackers, too. And, and Spagnuolo, he likes to bring bring blitzes, which if Big Ben's going to hold the ball in the pocket, that's going to be a problem uh, for sure. So to me, you know, when you look at the Chiefs, can they put up enough points, though, not only to cover, but then also you, you factor in the total. The screens extension of the running game, uh, the dump-offs to the running backs. Again, the patience of Mahomes, that's going to pay dividends in this matchup to me because the Steelers, if they do want to bring the Blitz, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, B- they're very uh, astute in terms of understanding when the Blitz is going to come. They know the schemes. Uh, you can counter that with the, the, certainly the dump-offs and also the screen plays. So the Chiefs have a ton of offense for the Steelers. That's what I'm getting to. Uh, and it's tough. It is tough to even side with the Steelers, and this one for me.
2: Yeah, it is tough. I think the eye test tells you it's, you know, it's Kansas city in a blowout. but it opened 13. It didn't get up to 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. I think we always got to kind of caveat, you know, the eye test with what the actual market is doing. And there are much sharper people than me, Pritch who seem to kind of like the points here with Pittsburgh. And to your point, uh, I think you got to force some turnovers. That's really your right. ticket here. If you want to stay in this game with Pittsburgh, you know, maybe you have that, you know, two eye safety and just make Kansas city run the ball and chew up the clock. You got to, you know, in the red zone, hold them to three instead of seven, but you need some turnovers here. You need, T.J. Watt to have a strip sack or, you know, Mm -hmm. have um, Mahomes throw throw an interception or a fumble. I think that's really your ticket to kind of stay in this game. But if they stay clean when the turnover battle, that's going to be a tough spot for the Steelers to cover. Yeah, and that
1: door is open. Like I said, uh, the Steelers, (laughs) actually the Chiefs, uh, 12 fumbles this year, which was tied Uh, with Jacksonville in terms of the most giveaways from fumbling the football Uh, let's get to your market inside podcast again each and every day you can catch Josh Applebaum Uh, he goes more in depth with some of his plays what you have for us today
2: Yeah, got a lot today, Pritch. So huge NHL slate, a lot of NHL games caught my eye. I'll just give you one of them, Pittsburgh Penguins here, Pritch. Uh, They've been on a really good hot run here. They just got Evgeny Malkin back, and now they're going to the L.A. Kings. I like the the Penguins in this spot. They open around a minus 120 favorite. They've been steamed up to around minus 140, minus 145. One system that I've been looking at, favorites off a win. Very simple here. But if you're a favorite off a win in the NHL, 200 and 103 this year, 66%, almost a 7% ROI. So I'd be looking toward the Penguins. Uh, If you go to the NBA, though, one game that caught my eye, if you want to root for points, Pritch, and you're my over guy here, (laughs) what do you think about the over in the Minnesota game tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies? This has been a game uh, open with a really high total of around 229, but a lot of steam to the over. You're now seeing it up to uh, 231, may creep up to 231.5 at some point. uh, But I like the over in this game. A couple reasons to like it in terms of pace. One thing I look at with analytics betting NBA is uh, fast-paced teams if you want an over. Uh, Right now, you have Minnesota, the number one, Highest tempo team in the NBA. Memphis is number six. Memphis has been great offensively this year. Number seven in offensive efficiency. You look at these teams recently. Minnesota 9-1 to the over. Their last 10 on the road. Uh, and you also get the last six head-to-head went 5-1 and one to the over. Another caveat here would be November 21st, these teams played. It was a 138-95 to 95 win for Minnesota. So I think with John Morant and this team playing great right now with the Grizz, I think they remember that. I think they get up for this game. I think you get a back-and-forth high-scoring matchup here. Some on the over. I got over 230 and a half.
1: Shop around; you may be able to find it, but mostly 231s. Okay, because I was going to ask you about the steam, not only with the Grizz but also with Morant. I mean, the guy's been incredible too, right? Uh, getting a lot of uh, uh, mentions all over the place. He's a very exciting player. And so, uh, are we chasing steam here with that momentum? Not only the Grizz, not only T Wolves, but also Morant.
2: So I think, you know, in terms of the spread, what's really interesting to me in this one, Pritch is everybody's on the Grizzlies train right now. morant has been unbelievable. There's this thing where he had a, I saw a kid in the stands wearing the opponent's jersey and he kind (laughs) of stared him down and now they're going to do this cool thing. I give Grizzlies props. If you have a a Jersey of an opposing team, you can exchange it at the gift shop or the pro shop and get a John Morant Jersey. So that's just kind of cool. I give him props for that. I think, Oh, you have to be like under 12 years old or something. But in terms of the spread, I would say don't be quick to just run to the book and lay the four of the Grizzlies. Mm -hmm. There's actually some T wolves money. It opened at four and a half. It's down to four. It's almost lopsided games of the night, almost 90% of bets are on the Grizzlies yet. This line is falling. So I'm not going to mess around with that uh, spread there. But to me, the total, I think with a lot of these pace matchups and high tempo, more possessions and more opportunities to score, I'll be sweating that over tonight.
1: Yeah, that's a good sweat right there, to be honest with you. I mean, the NBA has so much talent, Josh. I mean, it's ridiculous uh, across the league, all the talent that's out there right now.
2: It really is. It's crazy. And again, also wait late on injuries. Like mm-hmm. I got hurt last night because I was on the bulls. Uh, they were like minus one to minus two. Then all the Nets players, they were <laughs> questionable, Pritch. Then they were in, and then the line flipped. So always make sure you're looking at the injury report closer to
1: game. Yeah. Time. I think Durant's on a rest day too. Back to back out there for Brooklyn. Great job. Uh, good luck with your bets. Appreciate it, Pritch. Have a great Thursday. The edge coming up next right here on the v Sin, the sports betting network.